Steel Curtain Network. Yeah, we didn't hear that picket to Pickens call. We didn't hear any of that stuff, but yeah, the Steelers lose. Here we are at the Steelers postgame show. They lose 13 to 10 to the Cleveland Browns. I'm Jeff Hartman, one of the hosts here. Joining me as always, Dave Schofield. Dave, welcome to the show. Oh, Jeff, I'm so excited to be here and talk about a fantastic Steelers performance. Yep. Yeah, I lied. I lied about both those things. I know you did. There, the the uh, it was pretty thick in terms of the sarcasm. Brian Davis also joins us. What's up, Brian? My initials are B A D. The D stands for depressed, dismayed, disgusted, and done. Yeah, that's about it. Uh, let's let's start the show off the way we always do with some knee jerk reactions. We'll start with you, Dave. Go ahead. Steelers had multiple chances to do what they do and win this type of game. Uh, I mean, my goodness, you get the ball at the, your own 48-yard line and get 12 yards on the very first play, and you can't even get a field goal attempt. Then you get the ball inside of two minutes, and you can't even – the. I mean, how much of your percentage of your offense came from one player and you don't even have that player on the field? Um, then you decide, oh, we've been going after and, and sticking it to them the entire second half on defense. Let's completely change and just play – sit back and play a soft zone. Um and hopefully we don't lose uh, to finish the game. It's just it, it's just mystifying what was really going on there. There's about the only person I don't have to blame right now is Jalen Moore. Yeah, that's a good point. It's a good point. Brian Davis, what's your knee-jerk reaction? Well, I'm going to add to that. I'm not a, I am not upset with a Landon Roberts either. I will just that's say okay. that. That's another good yeah. one. Yep. Um, he played well. So 14 tackles, amazing. But 14 seconds. We just talked about 14 tackles, but 14 seconds, come on. That is inexcusable. This entire thing was inexcusable. And to blow it off the way they are, just saying, hey, it's it's a tough divisional matchup. No. You had every chance to win this game. And I'm, uh, I, am up, I am upset with everybody. And I am not going to make excuses for anybody this week just just for the fact that you know it's insanity they're not changing the way they're playing they don't care to go ahead and try to change it up the way they try to change it up is with a cute desperate play early on it's not how you do it you played against the best defense in the league and you had a lot of opportunities you were also had an opportunity to uh, win a game and win the yardage game, but that shows no heart. I'm personally growing very, very tired of watching the other, the opposition, other NFL teams. And, you know, it doesn't matter. You just watch football and watching the coaching staff and player execution lesser teams moving the ball, having open receivers, throwing the ball looks really clean and crisp. And yet the Steelers can't do anything well. And when they are doing something well, like Dave alluded to, sometimes they just get away from it. And Jalen Warren gets nine carries on the day, I believe is what he finished up with. And so it's, it's for me, it's just mind numbingly frustrating. Yeah. the, The product is boring as hell. I mean, it is so tough to watch and it's just really, really difficult for me to constantly see. Let's use the Browns as an example. Boy, did Kevin Stefanski and company, they had a good scheme for DTR to, hey, like, this is what you got to do. This is what we're going to try to avoid. Steelers look like they are just playing pin the tail on the donkey with a blindfold on. Just awful. It's just awful. So we're going to dive through and we're going to diagnose all this stuff as we go. Let's get to some live chats first, like we always do. Let's go to Thomas. He gives us $2. It's time to look to 2024 seasons over. I get that it sucked and I get that this team sucked, but I mean, they are six and four. They're still in the thick of things. I'm not about to just wave the white flag of surrender on the season just yet. I don't think anyone else is here. Uh, Jeremiah gives us $5 says I'm really sick of this dumpster fire. This is making me long for games like the divisional AFC loss to the Jags. At least they put up 40 plus points. I would just like to get back to the playoffs. That's what I would love. Uh, let's go to Evgeny Crosby. He gives us $2. Says one of the worst football games I've ever seen. 
Yeah, I mean, you'd have to go back to like what what year was it? The Miami three nothing Monday Nighter in the monsoon with the football that plugged into the turf. I don't know what year that was. That was bad though. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go to Isaac Aguilera gives us $5. How many freaking failed screen plays did they run and tell me how many passes were attempted in between the hashes dishonor on them and their cow. So for me, I said this even back to Ben Roethlisberger, that this Steelers team is one of the worst screen teams I've ever seen in my life. They just can't run an effective screen ever. Either someone's downfield. It's not blocked properly. The running back doesn't turn around. It's a bad pass. It's always bad. It's always, always bad. All right. Steel Dog 88. He says, time to cut the political BS. Name Warren, the running back one going forward. KPH not the answer. Now outplayed by three rookie quarterbacks, Stroud, Levis, now DTR. Start Mason before we lose him like Dobbs. So, I mean, the Warren RB1 thing, I'd love to see him get the ball more in certain situations, but the only thing they had going for him today, the Kenny Pickett talk's not going to stop anytime I don't, soon. I don't care who's RB1 and RB2. But if one player is is your driving force in a game, and we'll get to it eventually, but my goodness, they knew what they were doing every time Najee Harris was there. The, the Browns were flying right to what the Steelers were doing all the time. But yeah, when Jalen Warren was in the game, they didn't have any idea. See that and use it to your advantage rather than say, no, we're going to stick with our guy and keep losing yards. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, and Tomlin, even after the game, was asked about it, and he goes, no, I don't think that it's a problem. It's like, oh, okay. I know you don't want to throw players and coaches under the bus, but I mean, at some point you got to say, maybe we'll maybe we'll take a look at it. We'll watch the film. Give me something like that. It's just ignorance. But anyways, Frank Bennett gives us $5. The Steelers ran the ball effectively all game, only to get into a situation where they had plenty of time and only needed three, but chose to pass the ball. Why? That's a great question, Frank. <laughs> That's a great, great question. I thought at least on second down they would run it and maybe, you know, make them use it, see if the Browns would use a timeout, set yourself up for a third and short or something like that. And no. What would that field goal kick have been in terms of length? I felt like they would. On that one, one, the 59. 59 or 60, depending if they spotted the ball seven or eight yards behind the line scrimmage. I don't know what the wind was doing, but I would have trusted Boswell to give it a shot. Uh, let's go at Benny Crosby, $2 Mason or Mitch can't possibly any worse. Sorry. I, I get it. Kyle Smith gives us $5 says love you guys, but I'm out to enjoy my day. This is the kind of game you just forget about, but quick note, can we wipe screens from the playbook? Much respect. Go enjoy your day in another way. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Appreciate the tip. Thank you very much. Uh, last King of Scotland gives us four ninety nine. says, how can you watch the game and think quarterback DTR had so many wide receivers schemed open. He didn't scan the field. So many second and 10 runs. Canada route tree is abysmal. It's not good. Let's go to oral Richards gives us $10. Thank you very much. Says Kevin Colbert last two. Number ones, Najee and Pickett will haunt the team for years. Kenny is not, will never be a qualified NFL quarterback. Number one draft need is quarterback in 2024. We will forever be nine and eight until we do. Oof. Strong words. Strong words, absolutely. Uh, let's go to Brandon Diaz. He said, gives us $4.99. Remember, Kenny was Colbert's pick, not con. Keep an eye on that. Okay. Let's go to Wilson Pava. $1.99. Ugly close wins and ugly close losses go together. Well put. I think that's accurate. Evgeny gives us another $5. Says, I'm also sick of the mainstream sports media weekly Mike Tomlin butt-kicking fest about how great a coach he is and what he's doing with less. Yeah, I can see how that would be frustrating for a lot of people. Steelers Nation Australia, Marky D gives us five dingo dollars. Says, trade Steelers Nation Australia. I can't handle this fan base. Yinzers would had complained with a win or a loss. Well, that's true. We know that. We've been doing this show long enough for sure. Thank you for the tip, Mark. Uh, Captain Underpants gives us $2. What are the excuses? Defense only gave up 13 points. Uh, that the offense is no good. That would be an excuse. No. Uh, Tyler gives us $4.99. Says Kenny said they thought they'd play man but played zone and it threw them off. Good Lord. We really can't adjust at really? halftime you for a zone scheme. You can't adjust that in the freaking NFL in week 11? I didn't hear that, but if that's what he was said, like that is screams. We, we couldn't hear that, yeah. Yeah, that's that. That's bad. I'll, I'll be anxious to hear what he had to say. Andrew Palladino gives us ten dollars. Said the Steelers are like a gold leaf toilet with broken pipes in the plumbing, and they need to turn the page in order to move forward. Nine and eight at best. Incoming. Tell me I'm wrong. Can't tell you you're wrong. I mean, yeah, it, it's bad. We know this. It's bad. 
We all know it's bad. Uh, the offense is abysmal. And so what we're going to do is we're just going to get right into it. We're just going to start right at the top with Kenny Pickett as a quarterback, like we always do. And we are going to talk about his stat line, which reads as such. 15 of 28 for 106 yards, a 3.8 yard average. He didn't throw a touchdown. He didn't throw an interception, was sacked three times, and had a quarterback rating of 62.5. All right, gentlemen, no grade this week, but what did you think about Kenny Pickett? Dave, we'll start with you. All right, well, the whole idea that someone else can't be worse, well, you take that zero interceptions and you change that to two or three, and guess what? You're getting blown out in this game. So so it's not that it can't be worse. It can, but I understand your point that it might not necessarily be. So I understand the point there, but just remember that. That's what the Steelers do. They don't want to turn the ball over. But at the same time, if the Steelers would have come out on that last drive and with Najee Harris and ran for minus two yards on the first play and ran for minus one on the next and then ran it again, then everyone said they don't trust Kenny and wouldn't pass. So either way, we wouldn't have been very happy. So at least they went and they were trying to attack at the end. They just not very well. Kenny was off. Deontay Johnson was it that drive or the one before where Deontay Johnson, he had him, he just threw it too high. He just never seemed like he had it all together throughout the game. It was not a good performance. It was, it was just some weird overall philosophy of what they were trying to do in this game. They were, they were so convinced it was going to be a low scoring game coming into it. It's almost like they decided they weren't going to try to score points, which is just mind boggling. Brian, what are your thoughts on uh, Kenny Pickett? Again, this week, the worst game of his career. And now he seems to keep having those. And it's it's hard. There's no excuse. Terrible game, which if this is the first time you're watching Kenny Pickett play, you're definitely saying, why is this guy in there? But I still go back to seeing... This was a much better version of Kenny Pickett last year. Kenny Pickett is now in his head completely. He does not trust himself. The Steelers don't trust him. But, man, you've got to go down the middle. And they're not doing it again. You know, you get Pat Fryermuth back. Why? Why do you need Pat Fryermuth? Yeah. Uh, I mean, this was just inexplicable. I I cannot. It's inexcusable. Excusable. He's trying not to make mistakes, but sometimes you got to throw it. And if you make a mistake, that's fine. But when you get the ball where you are, a couple times in that fourth quarter, they could have very well. They they should have won that game. They actually, if you probably looked at uh, any of the uh, DraftKings or sports books or anything that lets you uh, make a bet, then they're favored at that point. In the fourth quarter, Kenny Pickett, fourth quarter Kenny is a myth now. It does not exist. It's, I mean, that was a thing that we thought we had. It isn't. This is just really bad. Is he getting help from his offensive coordinator? Absolutely not. But a, at least a marginal quarterback right now is going to make some plays in that situation. My gosh, we're given, we're given platitudes to a guy that was absolutely terrible throwing the ball most of that game. And he's getting platitudes because they won the game because he got a couple routine passes off because it because he was able to. This, this is just bad all the way around. This is, this is worse than 1980s bad. I long for Mark Malone right now. Big Mark Malone that's always in the live chat, that guy? No, that guy's <laughs> well, we definitely don't long for him. <laughs> yeah, it I I think that uh you know he, I do follow the NFL closely for a lot of reasons. And you see a team like the Buffalo Bills fire their offensive coordinator, you know, and and I, I, I'm not suggesting that the Steelers should or that they will, but man, you are six and four. And he, you're putting a lot of stock into what's going on right now. And I just feel like the Steelers, if I know they wouldn't make a move like firing their coordinator or benching their quarterback, but it, how long, how long are they just going to keep throwing out the same old thing and, and thinking it's going to yeah. work? When was the last time we saw Kenny Pickett? I think uh, Dave, you said, you know, he, he's been off or maybe it was Brian. 
when was when was the last time we saw him on? Like, I, I mean, a for a sustained question. amount of time. Like, when was That's the last time? Was question. it to me? You got to go back to the preseason. That was the last time we saw Kenny Pickett look like a confident, capable quarterback. He hasn't looked good at the good San Francisco week one. No. Week two, Cleveland. No. I mean, we could run through the gambit. The dude is broken mentally, it seems like. He drops back to pass. He has one read throws. I have to throw it to Jalen Warren. I have to throw it to Najee on the check down. Deontay Johnson's my only option. And maybe it's because of time. We'll get to the offensive line. But I'll tell you what, if you keep rolling this this thing out over and over again, it, to me, it's I hate to say this because we are fans and we have no say in, in what happens. But as a fan, boy, is that a slap in the face? You know, it, it would just seem like the epitome of idiocy, just smacking your head against the wall over and over, expecting different results. So we've seen this long enough. I'm not change is necessary, but I don't think it's going to happen, which is, which really sucks. I mean, Kenny Pickett again, he throws for 106 yards, 106 yards. I had, you can't put lipstick yeah. on that pig. In my opinion, you really can't, <laughs> you know, we don't have that. Well, in the fourth quarter, he made that one drive or scrambled that one time. They don't have that. Not this week. That's not, not that Let's... you care about these at all. Jeff, but Kenny Pickett's best game this season by PFFs by their score was against the Rams hmm. where he was 17 of 25 for 230 yards, no touchdowns. Yeah. But no interceptions. I mean, the guys shoot. Has he ever thrown for over 300 yards? Um, nah, in his career, no, this season. I don't think he has. I don't think he did last season either. I don't I think don't he know. had a 300 plus game. You know, it, one more thing about Kenny Pickett, if I can, you know, just 20 more yards. They win that game. Oh, yeah. That, I mean, th that's the thing. Totally winnable game. But let me ask you this, Brian. If, if he gets that, if he yards on that one drive, and that's it. Sorry. <laughs> no, but no, it's fine. If, if he gets the 20 yards, Brian, are you seriously feeling better about it? Oh, no. But okay. You, I'm just saying because I feel get the awful. win, though. And then I can sit here and say, all right, you escaped. You got the win. You're, you still have time to clean it up. Now you get scared. I feel awful. Because you yeah. know, everyone's like, oh, you know, you have picket supporter. I'm a Steelers supporter. I want the Steelers to succeed. Yeah. I don't want them to squander away years wasting time if he's not the guy. Sure, we can say he's not the guy. It, this is a debate that will never end, and I really don't even want to participate in it. The game I just watched, he was dreadful, and he's been dreadful now for the last uh, three weeks, in my opinion. Going back yeah. to Jackson, he got hurt, but he was bad before he got hurt in that game. So... I don't know. Let's get to some super chats because I'll just talk myself. That's four weeks. Oh, okay. No, but you're, well, if we, if we include Jacksonville and we include this one, that would be okay. four. Got yeah. it. And Smith gives us four ninety nine. says KP only has two touchdown passes in his last seven games. Not sure if he'll ever get double digit touchdowns for the year, which is embarrassing. That's yeah. Like those numbers don't lie. Like you can't, you, I, I don't know. Lying with ooh, statistics ooh, is a thing. Ooh. Dave Kenny Pickett had a 300 yard passing game once in his NFL career. When he did his first NFL start against 38 to three no, lost to Buffalo because they threw it 52 oh, times, right. he had 34 completions. So, wow, okay, just fact checking ourselves. No, 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 that's that's good to know. <laughs> Tyler W gives us two dollars. O line made it impossible early and got bullied. We're going to talk about them here shortly. Yeah, uh, let's get Dennis's uh five dollar tip. Thank you very much. He said Kenny plays in his fears, just like the coaches. Enough said, can't argue Today, that. That's true all around. Yep. Uh, Razor Shades Slayer gives us a dollar 99. Dave, do you see anything? I'm no so fun. far behind, Jeff. Yeah, I'm trying to catch up. Sorry, I'll see dude. if Razor Shades Slayer says anything else here. I'm okay. looking for it. Ant Smith gives us 499. Says Jalen Warren had more rushing yards than Kenny Pickett had passing all these weapons, and our quarterback can only barely throw 100 yards in his last three starts. And then let's go to Justin Gall. He said he gives us uh, 499. Jalen, 129 rushing yards, no turnovers. Rookie quarterback should have been a W. I agree. I got it. And then you got it. Go ahead. Yep. Might be in quarterback purgatory for a while. I yeah. I hope not, but hmm. it's looking that way. I mean, Todd. Yeah. I was going to say one more thing about Kenny Pickett. I know Steelers fans are like, oh, the, the, why not try? He, he couldn't get any worse than that. It's not what the Steelers are going to do. It's not yeah. what the Steelers are going to do. They're going to they're going to stick with Kenny Pickett. So, therefore, my hope is that he can get better. I don't know. That's yeah. my hope is that he can get better. 
because that's just what that's the way they're going to play it. And if he doesn't, it's not about being right or anything else. It's about what the Steelers to be better. So right now, the only way they're going to be better is for Kenny to play better. Yeah, Todd Williams gives a dollar ninety nine. If you see one day, let me know. Faceless I'm, man gives us four ninety nine. Said Tommy DeVito has more career multiple passing touchdown games than Kenny Pickett. We cannot keep defending Canada's play calling on most of these drives. To me, it's they're both they're both to blame. Yeah. Like, I don't think it's a it's just like with the running back situation. I don't think it's an either or. I think there it's an and. They're both they're both awful right now. Thomas Potts gives us five dollars. It's the Steelers' way. If it doesn't work, just keep doing it. Sure seems like it. Keith Davis gives us $5. It's El Jefe, KP8 ain't the guy. Here we go. We need to be scouting replacements for next season. Love the Steelers, but we need a change. You're not alone, Heath. And he's a member of the Ride or Die crew. And then Meet Whip 21. Holy moly, we have some similar KP8 over here in Germany. That said a lot. So, all right. Let's talk about the offensive line. Let's go there. The Steelers uh, surrendered three sacks of Kenny Pickett. When you look at Cleveland's pass rushing numbers quarterback hits four so not horrible but at the same time not great either uh let's talk about pass pro first and then we'll talk about run blocking dave what do you think all right pass protection did the steelers offensive line play well no they did not was cleveland sending more players than what steelers had blockers very often they were that is a terrible combination it's not that the line was a complete sieve it's that even when they were blocking guys and there's more guys than they can block, you've got to be able to adjust to that rather than just duck and spin to the left. That's going to get you out of the NFL really fast. If that's your go-to bad habit, it's ridiculous, but still the blocking wasn't good. The defense bringing more than they could handle was even better. I mean, I don't like to give kudos to Cleveland, but they did the right thing because they felt like, they were good enough with their people on the outside that even one-on-one, if they could send everybody else that they could, that Kenny Pickett couldn't find the right guy at the right time to make the play. And it worked. They were right. Yeah. Brian, what about you with the offensive line and pass protection? You know, they don't give Hall of Fame nods to defensive coordinators, but Jim Schwartz is a pretty damn good one in the history of his time in the NFL. And that made a big difference in this game, like Dave just said. I I really feel it. They Miles Garrett was an absolute man and uh manhandled Dan Moore Jr. I usually don't give a lot of uh you know guff to uh DMJ, but you know, he was outclassed, outmanned um, from the first play. From the very first play, which guys, I kind of thought there was two safeties in a row. Um, yeah. I, 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 I could see where he got out, but if I'm a Steeler fan, I'm com- I, I'm going crazy, and I'm talking 30 minutes on the beginning of the show on how they got jacked out of a safety. So they got lucky there and still had plenty of time to win this game. The offensive line was absolutely not good enough in pass protection. Jeff, you know, yeah, you want, that, you want the next one from Thomas was it Todd, Todd sure. Williams? That's yeah, who it was, right? So. Yeah, I think so. All right, this was his next comment since he paid the buck ninety nine. Honest, honest assessment, fellas. Does Kenny have the physical tools to be an NFL quarterback? I, I honestly can't answer that question because the biggest thing you need to be an NFL quarterback is above the neck, and that's right. not as easy to evaluate, especially for someone who's just a big offensive lineman like me. Well, and, and you, you hear if the quote that was brought up earlier is true, where he said we were expecting man and, and they threw out zone and we got confused. Yeah, I feel like that's that that can't be. That's not an NFL quarterback that can say that. It's okay. We had to make some adjustments early. That's why we struggled early, but we got it right. I don't know. Again, we could do in a whole show on that. But the mm-hmm. offensive line and pass pro clearly not good. Uh, but again, I like that Brian gave kudos to Jim Schwartz because he did and does a great job with that defense. They put a lot of pressure on the quarterback. They threw a lot of different uh, blitzes at at the Steelers, and they could not do anything with it. Let's talk about the offensive line in a different vein, and that is with the running game. Steelers actually, they throw the ball. They actually ran the ball 172 yards. We'll kind of merge this in with our running uh, uh, evaluation. They rushed for 172 yards. Jalen Warren has 129 on nine carries. The Steelers averaged 6.6 yards per carry. Najee Harris, 12 runs, 35 yards. Kenny Pickett, four for nine. Guys, what did you think about the running game and the offensive line run blocking? Dave, we'll start with you. 
Uh, I was going to say, start with Brian because I want to. I want to calculate something here. Sure, yeah, I'm, ahead, I'm glad. I'm glad you did, Dave. Um, I'm probably going to mirror some of the stuff that Dave's going to say there because Najee was telegraphed. Uh, he was it, all those moves towards the end when Najee was getting stopped. I don't think Najee had a bad game for the amount of carries that he had. Um, but and they were coming. They were coming at him. They knew he was getting the ball. It uh, it, it seemed like the Spygate days all over again like they just knew what was happening because the Steelers telegraph they they show their hand and other teams have said they show their hand we know exactly what they're doing God, we don't like to do this when we don't like to give the Steelers credit on defense when somebody runs off a long run uh, reels off a long run against them but I'm going to take away Jalen Warren's what was, 74 yard touchdown that's exactly what I was doing when I went to you <laughs> Okay. Yeah, it was 6.9 yards per carry taking away that touchdown run. And okay. Yeah. But you, you take away that touchdown run. They still <laughs> did pretty well rushing against uh, the best defense in football right now. So, I mean, look, am I trying to uh, look for a silver lining here? I thought the running game was good enough, but it's the passing game failed the running game. It really did. You, you can't. You can't just live on it, and and that's that's the thing. You have to have a passing game to uh, you know they say the run sets up the pass, but the pass um, aids the run, and it wasn't giving any aid to it. But even without that seventy-four yard run, they're they're gonna have over hundred yards rushing, which I predicted that they wouldn't against this defense. Uh, there were some very good Najee Harris runs in at the beginning of the game, and. I don't, you know, I don't want to go back to the RB1 excuse, the uh, RB1 debate, because I like the system that they have and it's working, but it's not going to work when you don't have the pass. So I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to complain too much about the O-line and running the ball. They, they run the ball so much better since Broderick Jones has been in there. Broderick Jones is definitely a winner as far as everything goes, especially in the run game. I I like what they had there. All right, Dave, go ahead. Okay, yeah. Since Brian was was doing that, that's what I was calculating. Is why I wanted Brian to go first. Was I wanted to see what what Jalen Warren's average was if you took away that one run? So it dropped from a fourteen point three to a six point nine, which tells you that he was still running effectively, even when. Uh, other than just the big long touchdown, even and if you take along away the the touchdown run completely, which you shouldn't take it completely because he would have, he I mean he would have gained some significant yards on that play anyway. They still outrushed the Browns. The thing that I have and on less carries. The thing that I have a problem with is is on a day when you throw, well, Kenny Pickett threw for 106 yards, but what was their net passing yards? Let me look that up because you got to take off the sacks. Their net passing yards, 77. So on a day when you have 172 rushing yards and 77 net passing yards, what do you do? You run it 26 times and you drop back to throw 28 times. More than 28 times because how many of Kenny Pickett's runs, you know, out of those four, I'm pretty sure three of them were scrambles. So it just didn't make sense for them to keep – in, I mean, they wanted to keep the Browns, you know, off their their game so much of running the ball that you had to throw it enough to keep them honest that you took yourself out of drives by by throwing, you know, trying to run a, a screen five yards behind the line of scrimmage and you having to throw the ball into the ground wisely rather than lose a bunch of yards. There was just so much going on there. And Najee Harris, let's get to Najee Harris. And whether you want to put the blame on Najee, you want to put the, the blame on the on the Steelers' offensive scheme, telegraphing what they're doing. Because like I said, it seemed like the Browns knew exactly what was coming every time. Najee Harris rushed for 35 yards. Almost exactly half of them, 17 yards, came on one rush on third and 22. Yeah. You take that away, he's, he's 18 yards on 11 carries. So And yet, that's who they had out on the field in the key moments. Like I said, I don't care who takes the first snap of the game. I care about who takes the last one, the one when it matters, whether that's the last one or not, you know, because if it's victory formation. I think you guys know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, so I get it. Jalen Warren 
every time he he had the ball, it seemed like he had space because the Browns weren't didn't already automatically know what was coming. Najee Harris had no space the whole game because they were just crowding where things were where things were coming. It, it just it just seemed like they were completely out out schemed. Um, they you know the the Browns defense must have been must have must have taken that you know that um, football coaching for dummies book and read it very well and laughed about it as they pointed like oh I can't remember the guy's name. Um, you know what I'm referencing. I don't. Oh, because oh, well, oh, well, that's what they did to stop the mud dogs in the Bourbon Bowl, where they were reading the the, the, the oh, coaching for dummies. Waterboy, yeah, and that's exactly why they knew what they were going to run. That must have, oh. you know, because the Browns knew when Najee Harris in the game what they were running. I, I, I mean, I don't know if it, I don't know what, but they figured it out. Well, it's going to lead us to our next topic. I'm going to sum up the running game and really the offensive line and say that this was a one man offense today. It was Jalen Warren. And that was it. And Jalen Warren's runs, by the way, Brian dubbed him the pinball wizard for a reason. The dude just doesn't go down. It's not like he had these gaping holes where he's just the Red Sea is parting and the offensive line is just plowing their way. And he's some of these runs, I mean, zigging, zagging, bouncing off defenders, never going down. It was a one man offense today. Jalen Warren. That's it. That is it. And they could have won with it. That's, That's what's sad. So let's talk about Matt Canada quickly before we take a break. And then we head over to the other side and we handle defense. We get some more super chats and we'll talk about some final thoughts. So Brian, I'll let you go first thoughts on Matt Canada and the play scheme structure calling you name it. It is absolutely irreprehensible and how bad he is calling games. Now we can, uh, this isn't a chicken or the egg thing. Like Jeff said earlier, it's both. Right now, it is both. So I'm not going to say that uh, that they would have won if Kenny Pickett would have stepped up. Well, I think they would have, actually. But I think they would have won spite of Matt Canada. But Matt Canada could have probably helped out the whole process, but Kenny Pickett still had a horrible game. So I don't know. Maybe they were just doomed from the start because both of these guys together make a negative. It's like, you know, I mean, you know how you, they say two negatives make a positive? Not in this case. No, definitely nope. not. Dave, Dave, thoughts on Matt Canada? Yeah, like it's, I missed something in my other rant. But this, but to me, this kind of can rely on Matt Canada as well and the rest of the coaches. The last time the Pittsburgh Steelers ran for over 170 yards and lost the game, was Mike Tomlin's first year coaching against the New England Patriots, 2007, week 14, and they lost 34 to 13. They ran for 180 yards and got blown out. Other than that, I mean, the Steelers, when they when they hit, I, I talked about on Stat Geek since 2015, they were 28 one and one when they went over 150 yards rushing, uh, which the only loss was the Scobie debacle, and they had the recipe. To to do it, it's it's like I, I don't want to take everything away from the Browns, but the Steelers and Matt Canada and the other and some of the other stuff they got in their own way so much in this game that a game that they didn't play well, but they still could have scraped out. They didn't because they couldn't get out of their own way. Yeah, that's a good point. So um, before we take a break, and I want to talk about Matt Canada, that today it kind of remind me of something. Let me whisk you all back. I'm 40 years old, so let me whisk you back to my childhood. Okay, okay one of my favorite games ever on the regular Nintendo was Tech Mobile. Now, for those of you that are old enough to watch the, to see the original Tech Mobile in the layout, you had four possible plays to choose from: two pass, two run. <laughs> And you would choose your play. And I remember my brother and I would like hide our remotes or our, our <laughs> controllers so we couldn't see the play and stuff. And then Super Tech Mobile came out. Holy crap. Now we have eight plays to choose from. Four run, four pass. And so you have the ding, ding, you both select your play. And then as you get out there, hood, 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 hood. And then the play starts. And if the person that's on defense gets your play, dead to rights. Well, first and foremost, I, I feel like this was Matt Canada's play sheet with Super Tech Mobile. 
So he has, you think, eight plays, no. The top four are gone. The passing plays are gone. He doesn't have any. So he only has four running plays, and it felt like Jim Schwartz was just peeking over his shoulder and just picking high. <laughs> he chose B up. Blink. And every <laughs> single time, boom, the play was destroyed. And we don't have Bo Jackson. Out of a 74-yard touchdown run. We did, well, that was the Bo Jackson play. You know, we used to have the no yeah. Niners roll back when I played Super Tech Mobile and stuff like that. But still, that's what it felt like. It felt like sometimes they were picking these plays and it's just the same four plays. And half the time, Cleveland got it right. And I remember when these these players on the screen would just collapse all over the ball. Game. You're like, damn it, they picked the play. Like That's exactly what it feels like in real life. Here is Mad Canada running an eight-play script from tech from super tech football <laughs> that's exactly what it feels like all right that is the all best right. analysis we've ever had on this show and i i gotta tell you i love that hut, 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 hut. Everyone. <laughs> all right uh for those watching on twitter facebook or youtube we're not going anywhere on the audio side we're gonna take a quick break you'll hear a word from our sponsors and we'll be back to talk defense stay tuned All right, Steeler fans, welcome back. Uh, hopefully, I, I need to get my hands on a regular Nintendo. I would love to play Tech Mobile again, just so I uh, to be clear. <laughs> I did no, a couple no, no. years ago, Jeff. I uh, I had my Super Nintendo, and I, I was playing it, and Rod Woodson was, uh, he was a freak. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. Now, what, what you guys really need, which is more on the Matt Canada level, I have I got this from my brother because we had one when we were kids. The the handheld thing that all it is is red dashes, and you have to move the red dash out and around <laughs> to get around to get the first. Do you know what I'm talking about? Or is it so yeah. old? Is it Coleco. so old that Jeff doesn't even know? Um, I don't. I, I think I've seen this. I don't. I'm not trying I, to. You know what? I'll have to make sure I have it for the screen sometime because I have it upstairs. Okay. I'm not very good. My son's actually pretty good. Is at. it the green or white one? Oh, this one was, it was white, but it had a green, it had green around the edge. And all you had to do was move the arrows up and down and, and the people would, it would go dink, dink, dink. Yep. You'd have to you move know, with that as they would go. Our um, good, our good yeah. friend Hondo Carpenter from the Raiders Insider put that on Twitter today. If you had one of these, you had a great childhood. Yep. <laughs> I have one now. <laughs> All right, we have some super chats to tend to before we dive into the defense. Let's go to Tom Plays Games, or Tom Yer gives us $5. So what was the decision-making on the last offensive and defensive drives? Cole and Moore Jr. are liabilities at this point. Um, I would agree. I, I think Mason Cole's been pretty subpar most of the season. Dan Moore is Dan Moore. Cole had right. some better moments in the third quarter. Like He came out a little bit better to start the second half. But there was still some sketchy ones in there as well. But if you want to, yeah. if you were looking, if you were looking for Mason Cole highlight plays in this game, you would have to look in the third quarter. Yeah, Wilson Papa gives us a dollar ninety nine. Says outmanned, yes, outclassed. Ask Mason. No, I guess referring back to the Thursday night game. I guess I don't know. Yeah. Um, all right, let's go to Frank Bennett. Gives us ten dollars. Says, does anyone honestly see Mitchell Rudolph doing any better? The offensive line can't hold up. Play calling is terrible, and I feel like we could throw any of our quarterbacks out there, and it would still look terrible. Yeah, I probably agree with that. I don't think it's going to yeah. be much better. All right, let's get uh, strictly hobbies. Gives us four ninety nine. Do we have a? Do we look at a second round quarterback next year? I think we have to. You're going to find the answer in the second round. I don't know. Like that's the question. I really don't even want to go down that road just yet. Let's go to Tyler W. Gives us five dollars. Is to be fair. This was our first hostile environment, and we clearly struggled getting calls in and the offensive line getting set. That can get cleaned up. Yeah, some stuff can get cleaned up, but some stuff has been the same all season, too. That's a good Heath point. Davis. This really was the first hostile environment. Yeah, I would agree with that. Heath Davis gives us $2. Matt Canada eats hot dogs the long way. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Talking all right, uh, then. like corner of the cop style? Like corner of the cop? Yeah, is it like a typewriter? <laughs> All right, Frank. Frank Bennett gives us five dollars as I have tickets for the Bengals Steelers game in December on the 50 front row. The longer the season goes, the more I want a refund. Well, I think you'll still enjoy the game and it might be still meaningful. All right, let's talk defense. The Steelers defense, which holds the Cleveland Browns to 13 points and seems to do a good job bottling up for the most part. But DTR, we didn't predict this, throws the ball 43 times. 24 completions on 43 attempts, 165 yards, a 3.8 average, no touchdowns, one interception, was sacked only one time, 
Uh, let's talk about the pass rush first. They were able to have four quarterback hits, but just could not get home in the first half. It was all by design. They were not giving DTR the, the, the long dropbacks that could get him in trouble in the second half. Well, that's when he started to actually have the, the, I guess you would call them, you know, more like seven step drops, et cetera. Just couldn't get home. Dave, what do you think about the pass rush? Yeah, they, they couldn't get home. That's, that's a pretty solid interior, especially the interior offensive line by, by the Browns. It's, it's really the strength of their offense is their offensive line. So yeah, they, they, they couldn't get home. Um, especially the times when you thought he actually held it for a couple seconds and maybe they could, but, I mean, they. I thought he was getting it out there pretty quick. Isn't it crazy? Both of these quarterbacks averaged three point eight yards, both of them. This Yikes. game said offensive football back years. We'll put it that yes. way. <laughs> and I was the one who said the Browns would be better if they only attempted to throw twelve times. And uh, yeah, they didn't do that. Brian, thoughts on the pass rush? Not good enough. I, uh, you know, I understand you don't want to, uh, you know for some broken plays and DTR takeoff because he definitely has the wheels to do so, but you still got to get to him. Yeah. And you look at the passing, the receiving numbers for Cleveland, and it wasn't as if they had some banner day. I mean, Elijah Moore, six for 60, David Njoku probably draw had more, drops in terms of uh receptions he had seven catches on 15 targets 15. and he had yeah 56 yards amari cooper four for 34 jerome ford two for eight and then a couple others there but no i mean it wasn't like they did anything crazy in the steelers if you want to throw it back to the secondary past defenses steelers ended up with six Brandon Sullivan, two. One of them was an interception patrick peterson had one joey porter jr had one trenton thompson had two the Steelers defense didn't play horribly. I mean, even when you look at Cleveland's rushing numbers, 29 carries for 96 yards, a 3.3 average. They did surrender a touchdown, which by the way, really pisses me off. We'll get to that um, in terms of the officiating or the review. We'll talk about that. Uh, but guys, what, what did you think about the defense as a whole? Dave, we'll start with you. I feel like this is where we need to go. Well, they, it's easy to say that the defense really, really did the job. I mean, my goodness, Landon Roberts, I'm glad Brian pointed that out at the beginning of the show that, yeah, he was really doing everything that you could have been asked of him. Um, very, very impressed by, by his heart and effort and just flying to the ball all over the place. How many, I mean, how many negative plays did the Browns have through, through, throughout everything? Um, but at the same time, when it mattered most, I I blame that more on the defensive calls that they sat back in soft zone to let them go down and kick a field goal. So, I mean, let me look at this for a second. All right, how much? How much? How many yards did did the Browns have in the second half? Okay, they had ninety six yards. 90, 96 yards. But how many of them came on that last drive? 48 of them. Half their yards in the second half came on that last drive to kick the field goal. Yeah. And that's some pretty impressive defensive stuff there. Until you give up the until you give up the field goal to win the game. Or to lose the game. Sorry. No, that's a good point. Brian, what's your thoughts on the defense? Well, it's really hard to uh, rip on a defense that is so depleted because of injury and they lose Elijah Riley in this game. Uh, you, I don't believe he came back in this game. Elena Roberts, like um, Dave said, you know, what did he do? He went out and I thought they had more than this, but apparently he tied a record for uh, most uh, tackles in a game. And mm -hmm. if that wasn't a drop at the end, that uh and that was a fumble on that hit that he hit him so hard that's another tackle um he had a pass defense there basically i mean he was all over the place they they were doing some really good things keanu benton's turning into a really good player i don't know what that was all about with the uh the penalty on uh keanu benton at the end on special teams uh the delay of game uh, oh, no, that was on that was on defense 
he jumped up and was pointing, you know, and was pointing that they jumped. Oh, and they called a penalty on him for making a movement to try to draw the offside. I, oh, okay. I don't know That's... if it was. I don't know if it was the jump up or if he did something before that that we we just don't know. Okay, yeah. So I I was a little confused on that. I didn't get a chance to go well, back and look at it. But can, can, can I say something about that, yeah. Brian? What I think that really was was they threw a flag and stopped the game. They talked about it and realized that the offense and 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 concluded the offense did not jump. So there had to be some kind of penalty. So let's call it. Okay. Um, the, the, the big thing for me, fellas, is this. They got the Browns out of their game once again. Every time that I talk to Dave Schofield before a Steelers-Browns game, he maps it out. All they have to do is run, 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 and keep on running. And again, they tried to do that at the beginning. The Steelers got them out of that a little bit. When you look at it, when you give up 13 points to this team, that's kind of really impressive because they do have a very good running game. They have able pass catchers. They don't have the quarterback right now, and I get that. But still, the defense did everything they can. The best defenses don't shut out teams every single week. The Steelers were in a position where they were outgaining this team. All they had to do was win the game. And and get more than 14 seconds off the clock. They could go into overtime in that game. You know, and and things could have happened. I, you know, that team, you start moving the ball a little different in overtime. And, you know, I feel the Steelers could have won it, but the defense did everything they could. So still, did they they give up enough and they give up stuff at the end? But it's really hard to get back on the uh, you just get another stop and you 14 seconds, your offense gives you, and then you're back out there and you got to say, what do we got to do? What do we got to do? I mean, can't this offense give us something? So the offense hurt the defense here. Yeah. It just always seems to come back to the offense. <laughs> you know I mean? The defense yeah, yeah. basically does everything that they possibly can even comes up with a takeaway, which could have potentially taken points off the board for Cleveland. And, uh, I think the Steelers turned that into a three and out. So the points off of turnovers, but the, the, the defense was kind of like guys where we're doing everything we can and still nothing, still absolutely nothing. So defensively, I don't think we can say too much about, you know, yeah, you can talk about the scheme and, and Davey brought up Terrell Austin going into the soft zone there at the end of the game. And, and that's awful, but it, nonetheless, I mean that they did pretty much set them up, set up the offense with, a chance to win the game and they just choked it away. So let's, let's talk a little bit about special teams. Cause I think we have to, uh, Chris Boswell was perfect again. What else is new, but, uh, Presley Harbin struggled. Uh, and this has been what, what have I said? Back in the weasel boy days of Jordan Berry, it was, I just want consistency at the punter position. We haven't gotten that yet. I don't think so. Dave, what did you think about special teams? Well, somebody in the, um, open thread at steelcridnetwork.com said of something that was a really good point. And he, he said it after the Browns punter shanked their punt. He's like, hey, when you're asked to punt eight, nine times in a game, the odds of you shanking one of them goes up extremely well. Um, uh, it goes up a lot. So when they had to call on him so many freaking times. So yeah. Yeah, it really wasn't – it was bad in a couple key moments. Um, I'd have to go back, and I I know the one shank was pretty bad. Uh, The one before that that was too much of a line – that was a line drive allowed them to have a nice run back too. So, yeah, it was was not the best. And as I've said many times uh, since he joined the Steelers, he punts much better at Heinz Field slash Akershire Stadium. Yeah. Brian, thoughts on special teams? Not special enough. You know, press. Yeah, I, I like what Dave said about that. You know, you know, kicking so many times like that. I I kind of feel though that uh, he, it wasn't his leg that was the problem on that last really bad punt. It's like it was the uh, the connection. The uh, he he kind of bobbled it when he brought it down. He didn't connect. I, I thought that was more of of uh, a stick handling issue 
<laughs> I guess if, if we want to merge hockey into it, I, I kind of feel like he didn't connect. It went off the side of his foot or the corner of his foot a little bit more. It was bad. I just want consistency. It's all I want. Like that's all I want. Consistency. Uh, Brad wing had better consistency when he was here in the interim when uh, Presley Harvin was hurt. All right, let's go to uh, Tom Shannon. Give us $5 season. We need Jeffrey to explain all of our pain to us now more than ever. <laughs> it's funny. Hey, Jeffrey's welcome back whenever he wants. Uh, Victory Asher gave us four ninety nine. He said the defense held the Browns at 10 points for 59 minutes and 55 seconds of the game, and the defense didn't do enough. The offense needs to show up. Yeah, the offense yeah. needs to show up. I don't Absolutely. think anyone's debating that. Tyler W. gives us $2. Defense bailed out the special teams, too, yeah. on more than one occasion. Afton Forehead asked a question, $2. What did you think of Michael Walker? I hope I said that correctly. I didn't notice him. Yeah, didn't that was kill the us? thing. <laughs> you didn't see him in a bad Tom? way? I, I honestly couldn't even tell you how many snaps he played. Because, was he number 38? 38, I yeah. So. Yeah, because yeah. it was like, I, I couldn't tell you uh, exactly how much he was out there. So he wasn't noticeable in a bad way, but it's not like he really stood out a bunch in a good way either. Neither is Trenton Thompson. So, you know, I, I think you could look at those guys that mm -hmm. filled in um, off of the couch, basically, uh, or off of the practice squad as, as you know, not bad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let's go to the last one here. Super chat. Steeler D gives 499 says, I'm sorry, bad to go to that defense after they've shut them down was inexcusable, especially given the offense's ineffectiveness. And that's referring to Terrell Austin kind of going into that soft zone defense there yeah. at the end instead of well, playing aggressive and keeping. The I agree. When when did they do it? Well, the Browns, other than that, Jeff, I still want you to talk about the touchdown. But they gave up a touchdown and two field goals. Both field goals were the final possession the Browns had of the half, of each half. They kind of did that whole mentality of bend let's bend more but don't break in those in those circumstances when yeah. especially in the second half that doesn't work that doesn't that can't work in a tie game with less than two minutes to go you simply can't do that so yeah 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 and that's a scheme thing i but i'm i'm talking about the players on the field i had no problem with the players on the field yeah well yeah uh the the Defensive play calling and the schemes and stuff. Last week, when Minka Fitzpatrick did what he did, tells me a lot about a lot. We'll put it that way. So Ryan O'Toole gives us two dollars and says, uh, "When did the standard quit being the standard?" That's that's a good question. A lot of people want to know that answer. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I thought do they bring don't. Up... I thought they the standards the standard and they don't live in their fears. But my goodness, yeah, that the defensive philosophy on that last drive was certainly living in their fears. I do want to talk about that touchdown. And, and so the Jerome Ford touchdown, what really frustrated me was that if there was a camera angle that saw definitive evidence to overturn the call on the field, which was that he was stopped short. Did anyone see it? Cause I no, did not see any. definitive evidence and they're trying to minimize the number of replays that are shown. And I'm like, it's not, could he have scored the next play? Yes, he could have, yeah. but I, I'm saying, okay, the call on the field, was that he didn't cross the plane. So there has to be visual definitive evidence to show that. They're showing this skewed angle with Gene Sterator saying, well, if you look at this one and then pair it with this one, it's like, no, like that's not But you how can't it see the ball. No, exactly. And so just like he, on the Kenny Pickett quarterback sneak, you can't overturn it and say he was down unless you saw something was down. That would have right. been like assuming that his knee would have been down in the pile, although you couldn't see it, so he was short. You can't do that. So they didn't overturn it. But yet in this one, you couldn't see the ball, but they overturned it. Gentlemen, and, and I'm, what's up, Brian? Gene Steratore has a job to make the NFL look better. That's it. To justify 95% of the calls that the officials make. But to me, that, that has no bearing on the outcome of this game. The Steelers should have won it no. regardless of that. But no, it still but sucks because you don't do something like that. I, I, I understand. It bleeds, it, it bleeds into the fact that the, the Browns weren't even penalized until I think halfway through They're the fourth quarter. They're next to the last quarter. drive. Yeah. They're next to the last drive. If, I'm sorry, but if you're going to start calling, like everyone was like, oh, Joey Porter Jr. is getting real handsy. 
watch some of the stuff that Omari Cooper does coming in and out of his breaks. He's a veteran. Yeah. He knows how to do it, but my gosh, it's not much more egregious. I it's frustrating. I'm frustrated with the team. Tune into let's ride tomorrow to hear more of my thoughts. <laughs> Might just go off right after this. Uh, so anyways, uh, any final thoughts here, Dave and Brian, we'll start with you, Brian, go ahead. Uh, so a couple things, somebody uh, mentioned early on in the show when they were talking about quarterback play, bring back David Woodley. I'm sorry. He's dead. Um, oh. So we may he rest in peace a long time ago. He, he passed away. So we can't bring back number 19, David Woodley. <laughs> Who else are you going to put in right now? Kenny is the best of a bad bunch right now. So, I mean, if we're going to call for other guys to make it better, your best Steelers quarterback is out there right now. And that's all there is to it. The last thing I want to say in final thoughts is right now there's scapegoating with, of course, Mike Tomlin's always going to be a scapegoat. They're scapegoating with Matt Canada, fire Matt Canada. As soon as Matt Canada is gone, you're going straight across the ball and you're going to go after Terrell Austin. And I'm not going to say that it's not going to be justified because for the talent that's on that defense, whether they're hurt or not, you should not be averaging like 28th, 29th and all those categories when they put them across the board and making that call late in that game, late in the half, late in the game, just it, it's inexcusable. So the coordination is on both sides. Okay. Dave, final thoughts. Yeah. there. You just kind of expected I didn't expect the team to, to to feel like they were living in their fears with with so much when it came to philosophy and scheme. It, it really did seem that way. I said it earlier that it, it was almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy for the Steelers offense that this was going to be a low scoring game. They decided they weren't going to that this is a low scoring scoring game before they even went out there and really did stuff. And if they and if they I, I don't know what's going on with Kenny Pickett. Um, I don't know what's going on with his head, but I think that's where a lot of the problem is, and that's what's sad because we saw we saw a a, a free to do what he was doing, Kenny Pickett in the preseason, and I'm not saying that he could ever be that guy when when NFL defenses are scheming uh, specifically against him and the offensive scheme of the Steelers. I don't know, but you would think that something's there somewhere, and that's my hope. Not because Kenny Pickett's the answer. That's not because, oh, is he a franchise quarterback or he isn't. It's because he's the guy that's going to be in there for the Steelers in 2023. And this team is six and four. And next week they, they, they face a, a Bengals team. Yes, they're coming off 10 days, but they're trying to figure out what they're doing with their quarterback situation. And I'm sorry, the Cleveland Browns have a much better team uh, minus your quarterback than the Cincinnati Bengals. They do. They have a top-notch defense. That It's still no excuse. But they know that they can still go out there and win without top-notch quarterback play because they weren't getting it from Deshaun Watson anyway outside of the second half of last week. So you have a game there. You have a couple uh, games against teams with losing records the following week after that. So for everyone who wants to mail it in and talk about the draft and everything, I don't – and yes, what the Steelers did today, you can't keep trying to win this way. They were going to eventually have one of these games catch up to them. I'd much rather them do it in week 11, although I hate that it's an AFC North game and it's against the Browns. You know, take that out of it to where you can actually maybe build from it and improve on it down the stretch rather than just continue to win that way all the way up and then have it happen in the postseason. Something has to improve with that type of philosophy. You have to grow beyond it. I've been saying for a while that I want the Steelers to win along the way, keep getting better, and peak at the end of the season. But what we've seen now, especially from the quarterback play for the last two weeks, makes it really hard to hope that it's going to get better. But yet still, that's the only option that the Steelers have. So you've got to you, you've got to go in. You've got to get to practice. You've got to hit the film room. You've got to hit the meeting room. You've got to hit the weight room, whatever it is. And you've got to come out and do everything you can to make it better. Yeah, there you go. Let's get this last super chat here. Steeler D gives us 499. The team calls a defense as if they 
have the three B still playing and they'll score points in bunches. They don't try to shut out anyone. Um, well, you can't, you don't really, really tough to shut out an NFL, NFL offense. It's really <laughs> yeah. tough to shut out an NFL Browns offense, did. but they did. Yeah, you're right. Um, all right. So, Hey, here's what I wanted to remind everyone is that if you're watching this live anywhere, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, make sure you check out our audio only feed. All right. So that's where you'll find tomorrow, Monday morning at 5 30 AM Eastern time will be my let's ride podcast. I'm about to go off just so you know, like I'm like, it's feel like the inside out movie, the little anger guy where he's like, God, his flames come out of his head. Like that's what I feel like right now. So I'm going to have a good show tonight. Check it out tomorrow. You can only hear that on our audio only feed. You can check out bad language tomorrow at noon. Dave will have his uh, stat geek on Thursday morning. You got to have those on the audio only feed to make sure you check those out. But gentlemen, make the best of a bad situation. Steelers lose. It's always fun talking Steelers with y'all. Uh, let's have a good rest of our week. Hey, happy Thanksgiving. In case we don't talk to you, we'll be talking about the uh, change of schedule coming up this week, but uh, be on the lookout for that. We'll see you next week after another uh, post-game show. Take it easy, everyone. Everybody else gets a little tight.